kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle, The Tempest 2. This is the story of The Tempest 2. Okay, we are recording. We are recording. Can you hear me okay, everyone? I think it's fine. It's obviously not as good as when we are in a room together, but we are adapting and overcoming, like everyone in this crisis. Yeah, I guess um, today's a bit of a different pod for us, purely because we are in our own homes. Um, And also at the point where we are about to... um, land on our next adventure we hope so this discussion will hopefully put us in a position to commit to our next adventure um first and foremost i guess how's the last couple of weeks been for you fucking hell it's been pretty weird isn't it (laughs) it's it's very very strange i think it started off as a cabin fever yeah it's getting pretty intense now um (laughs) i think it started off as Bit of a novelty, wasn't it? I was like, oh my God, we're in this together. Like, oh, amazing. Like, everyone's, all the stuff, like, you know, you can recalibrate and stuff. So, okay, I've recalibrated. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that now. Now I'm literally crawling up the walls. So, um, but no, it's been fine. I mean, for us, it's not actually that much different, is it? No, really. Not far off business as usual. (laughs) No, we've been self-isolating for about four years. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that's really impacted me, and I'm sure it'll impact you as well, is our now new lack of ability to be able to go to a coffee shop to break well, the day. Yeah, up. I mean, it's actually been quite a quite a useful experiment in showing just how much money we spend on just shite we don't need. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've had about thirty quid on a bank account for two weeks now. that is impressive I mean it's like just coffees and a little sandwich here and a muffin and a cookie and another coffee and then adds up doesn't it hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month easily Um, easily but hey without weirdos like us those businesses wouldn't be a business so I'm going to continue to do it it's quite funny when when I do a um, my one weekly big shop and end up spending way more than usual. I seem to resent spending lots of money in like a giant Sainsbury's, but that's actually saved me a huge amount of money over time. Um, but I quite like the break. I quite like the break. So, yeah. Well, you've, I mean, had, um, you, you've had some of the symptoms in the household, haven't you? Yeah. So Manny, uh, a few weeks ago now, had symptoms. Which may have had it, may not have had it. It's pretty hard to tell. So we quarantined for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't think I've I've got it or had it. I think I've been all right. But yeah, it's, it's a bizarre one, really bizarre. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, for us, for everyone thinking that, you know, it hasn't really affected us, it really has, considering our business is built on standing in a room full of people. Yeah, so we've had, you know, all of our, business in the foreseeable future has been taken from beneath our feet and we're having to 
you know, work hard to bring digital aspects in. So for us, it's been, um, yeah, it's been an adventure in itself, just trying to figure out how we, uh, how we push through it. But I think we're doing that all right and we, we should be fine. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully this is a bit of a, for anyone who listens, a bit of a break from your classic news or conversations, which is all around coronavirus. Um, this is going to be something hopefully totally different. We're not going to give any tips on how to work from home because that they are everywhere you turn as well. <laughs> and we don't really know. Like we said, we spend all of our time in coffee shops. So uh, <laughs> yeah, what one tip is use the incognito tab. <laughs> <laughs> don't get caught what out, that? guys. What is that? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> definitely, I, I highly recommend it. And uh, I actually uh, maybe shouldn't share this, but went to do a, a, a <laughs> no, workout on the screen, man. A, a workout on a Zoom earlier. Um, firstly, I, had, I hadn't muted my thing, so I was shouting at Elle about the new washing detergent that we now use, <laughs> uh, which got broadcast to everyone. And then I went downstairs and, and got changed, and, and literally halfway through, pulling my pants down, <laughs> remembered that my camera was on, so I had to just boot the iPad across the room before I <laughs> finished. It was... Like I'm a 70-year-old man and I don't do this regularly, so it's a bit strange, really. I know everyone is um, very keen, like me, to ask about the washing detergent, but we haven't got time, so we'll leave that no, for another episode. That, that is the benefit of only having the freemium version of, uh, <laughs> of Zoom, is we don't know yeah. what washing detergent. Yes, yeah, so this, this podcast is going to be about 30 minutes, and then we're going to do an episode two as well, where we're going to need some input from you guys. Um, but yeah, that's enough talk about coronavirus. I think first port of call for today is, uh, I think, a bit of a, an admission, is it? It's, a, it's a, a, a huge admission and an apology. So you listened to our last <laughs> podcast where we... Um, we spoke about our time at the Wave and how much fun we had, uh, and it was incredible. And it was actually, we recorded it twice, if you remember, because the first time was just so ridiculous, um, we couldn't put it out. It was just us being moronic um, and taking things too far. But there was a joke in the first one that actually made its way into the second episode. Half a joke. That then we didn't actually clarify was a joke. Um, So you may remember the, the kind discount code that, the way you've gave us or so we told you the way you gave us um that's us pretending to be funny and pretending to be far more influential than we actually are so we uh, we put a discount code on the podcast thinking nothing of it just gloss straight over it uh, and then actually the guys from the way you've reached out um and had been uh, inundated with a fair few calls of people wanting the uh, the fifty percent Tempest Two discount, which unfortunately doesn't exist, and I am <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, it's very embarrassing to say that we, we made the whole thing up. Um, <laughs> so please don't call. Uh, it's just a waste of everyone's time. Uh, and you it was like funny. a politician. <laughs> Yeah, apologising for bad. bagging his secretary. <laughs> well, I think I we we bad. forgot we we discussed it at the end of the episode. We'll be like, right, we'll, we'll tell people and clarify that it's a joke, and we just totally forgot. But I think, yeah, two things. First thing is an idiot is an idiotic thing to do. Second thing, um, well, three things. Second thing, it is quite funny when you look at it. Third thing is it shows real value um, for potential brands that want to get involved. Because, <laughs> that is very true. Uh, 
in in the in the words of the wave senior management they were inundated with requests quoting our code so if any brands wants to do some deals we're uh, we're here for the taking info at the tempest2.com so yeah sorry to the guys at the wave but good publicity very sorry, but do go right. full price it's very good <laughs> yes yes to go we'll see if we can get a discount code we're not going to be able to do it <laughs> Um, right. So yeah, as you said, uh, at the start, this podcast, we want to start trying to answer the question that we keep getting asked, what is next for the Tempest 2? And James and I have been pretty busy the last couple of months with talks and our L&D company dose is kind of moving quite quickly. And we've kind of put the adventure stuff, not on a back burner, but it's kind of not been the focus of our time. And I think we're at a point now using this environment where we've got no work um, to <laughs> decide what we're going to do next. And it's been pretty difficult, isn't it? Very difficult. It's because uh, we, we, I think because of how we always start of this blank page is it's very difficult. It's not like we are rowers or cyclists and we have that. And it's just about determining what we do within that sector. It's literally like, staring at anything and trying to come up with something um and there's there's so many options so i think what what we said was we would almost go through our criteria of of adventure because obviously firstly it's very subjective different it means different things to different people um some people go on an adventure down the shops well they do anyway yeah, this, <laughs> in this climate <laughs> That uh, is not an. I know it's subjective, but that isn't an adventure. <laughs> no, no, it is subjective, but you're also wrong if that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a point is. where it's not subjective, <laughs> and like you look at people's Instagram, just like I'm an adventurer, and it's like no, like race for life's like good and everything, but get a grip of yourself. You're not an adventurer. It's like oh, here I am co-steering with my friends. It's like oh no, no, it has to be. <laughs> has to be some parameters around it otherwise you are diluting our livelihood yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> i agree i and agree it couldn't be more diluted than it is right now so go ahead yeah that's true um right so well, well what would you say uh is in our initial criteria for adventure when we first speak speak about it what what goes through our heads i think obviously it has to work for both of us it can't be one person thinking this is a great idea and the other one is kind of half-heartedly into it. We both have to be pretty pumped on it. Um, I think it's got to be, you know, when you tell people, we look for that reaction, that of kind of like shock and awe, like, wow, that's amazing. Well, that sounds really cool. That's really important. Um, it needs to be commercially viable because we need brands to fund it. So like an Everest or just a North Pole probably isn't, viable for us to go and get funding for because you know so many people have done it and told that story and something that's totally new to us i'd say those are our kind of main criteria yeah i agree and new, new to us obviously it links very well with our workplace business dose uh, but it's also the the main thing that we have going for us as a, a pair of adventurers being the fact that we're not really very good at anything is yeah. um, starting something from scratch it's relatively easy because we haven't done much really um and the only other thing i'd add is that we we have to find it cool because at the end of the day we're going to spend a huge amount of time trying to learn this skill and, and immerse ourselves in it um 
take climbing for example what, what we thought was was going to be really fun call that obviously ended up being incredibly fear inducing and nerve-wracking but ultimately we did find the whole project very cool and if it's something that doesn't like spark anything in us then the training and that journey will last about a month probably before we get bored stiff and um start looking for something else yeah so i would say I that it, that is a good that is a good benchmark go on sorry i think um the conversation we've had over the last few months when we're trying to decide on the next one you know we've, we've had some good ideas but when we've actually sat down and been like, what does that actually, what does that actually look like as a finished kind of end product? So to speak, like when we complete that, what have we really done? Nothing's really ticked that box for us, is it? And I think, yeah, you know, with the Atlantic, you say rowing an ocean, people can immediately imagine everyone's flown over the Atlantic or been over an ocean or been on a boat and understands the expanse of it. Same with Elcat, the height of it, the sheer kind of mass of rock. And when we were trying to figure out the next thing, we couldn't really find something that had that immediate spark. And we came up with the idea of, you know, the next thing we want to do, we want it to be less about just us and being like, wow, that's really scary. Let's watch these two idiots do that. And more about, you know, there being a narrative of maybe learning from experts. I, I think we were pretty inspired when we climbed with uh, Honold and Tommy Caldwell, just how they operate and learning from the minds of these kind of masters in each field. And that was an angle. The environment was another angle, trying to bring some actual real tangible, entertaining insight into the climate crisis. So we had all these flings flying around. And I think it's got to the point now where, screw it, we're just going to say on this podcast in the next episode, a couple of our ideas. We want input from you guys. And hopefully out the back of it, we'll, we'll have a better understanding of what we want the next venture to be. Yeah, agree. And I think it's it is worth going over some ideas that we that we came up with that we thought would be amazing, but ultimately they're probably going to be curbed. But we we have to share uh, a couple of them because because they're just ridiculous. Um, so the first one was kind of born out of a conversation with a, a friend of ours. Who? What does he actually do? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no one knows. I think he, uh, <laughs> I think he does some work with the Winter Olympics Committee. He's a former RAF pilot, friend of Harry, just an all-round, annoyingly high-performing person. Um, <laughs> but he had a good link. He told us like, a couple of years ago, didn't he, about this potential idea that we should pursue because it would be pretty funny. And it's always been on the back burner. Like We laughed it off, and then we were like, oh, actually let's see if we can do this. And this thing was to become the first British double luge entrance into the Winter Olympics. <laughs> if you haven't seen the double luge, it's basically two lads led on top of each other, sliding down a bobsleigh run on a tray. It is the <laughs> most ridiculous looking sport you could ever imagine. And it's not funded by the Olympic Committee. So if you can fund it yourself, essentially you could go. So we're like, right, imagine the PR. It's literally like Cool Runnings, but with two fat lads. <laughs> I, I, it would have been the most r ridiculous thing to ever happen. And the, and imagine us at the Olympics. Huge, like, tattoo of the rings across our chest. <laughs> <laughs> Forehead tat. So, oh, fuck, I've got the Audi badge. 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love technique. Wurstsprung technique. That's it. That is it. You've nailed it. Yeah. Got, got, got there in the end. Um, and I think, I mean, everyone wants to be an Olympian, don't they? So oh, we, right. we kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit and <laughs> explored the options and thought, and off the bat, there wasn't that many hurdles. And to be fair, in our moronic ways, we thought it might be the easiest sport in the world because you just lie on something that slings you down a hill at like 100 miles an hour or something stupid. Um, yeah. But actually, apparently, it's incredibly skillful. Not buying that. <laughs> Me neither. I think that's what I'm people not who are in that's what people yeah. who are in the sport say to stop people like us coming yeah, and completely exactly. undermining the whole thing. I, I think, um, yeah, maybe it is hard. Basically, we ended up speaking to our friend, being like, "Make new interest to the head of the uh, luge team." Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, one second. He's like, <clears throat> yeah. Hello, <laughs> hello, it's me, the head of the luge team. <laughs> Um, and I think when our friend actually saw we were serious he, he slammed the brakes on he basically was like okay guys that's cool I can put you in touch however I've, I've mentioned it to him um, and he says you know it's you're probably going to have to train for six years it's not going to be this Olympics or the next Olympics probably the one after you're looking at X amount of uh, qualifiers this that the other and immediately it's like oh for God yeah. I don't really want to actually <laughs> train that hard. I just want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. I don't want to regularly have to lie on top of you <laughs> in training. In my head, it was like, you do it a couple of times in competition. You win the People's Champion Award. Everyone falls at the feet and you go, right, legend, back on with life. Thanks, everyone, for um, watching. Yeah, so... I think I think what he was saying was the Winter Olympic Committee are absolutely petrified of another Eddie the Eagle, basically completely devaluing the Olympics and making it a joke, which a hundred percent we would do. So I totally understand that. Yeah, um, we would. I don't I, even think we'd mean to, but just we just would do. I guess it does. It's people saying it's people's that. Whole I life, don't know. Isn't it? Yeah, but I I reckon we do all right. I think we'd probably win it. I generally, in my head, like, this is another thing when you plan adventures, you start daydreaming about the heroics of the finish. I'd already started that process. I was like, oh my God, we're going to be Olympic gold medalists. We're going to be up, we're going to be on Jonathan Ross and have a post box. Jonathan <laughs> Ross. <laughs> we're going to have a post box in Milton Keynes next to Greg Rutherford. God damn it, Greg. You <laughs> good, Gregory. God um, damn it, Greg. On all those weird chat shows he goes on. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, so apparently not allowed. Um, so that's really annoying because like, there was a Netflix documentary in there for sure. Yeah. Unless um, so anyone knows of any yeah, Olympic sports where we can get through the back door, do let us know. Yeah, exactly. And I think the second one worth mentioning um, with its main barrier, uh, there'll be far more other barriers, but our main barrier off the bat was sheer cost of the thing. Um We'd started floating around, excuse the pun, oh. the idea of uh, ballooning, you know, a hot air balloon that old people do in a field, in a wicker basket. We were looking at some sort of balloon. Have you all got that? Have you all got tra that balloon? Tra tra <laughs> Trans-ocean. Um, maybe a couple of oceans, maybe around the world. Um, 
<laughs> but it, it's incredibly expensive. We're talking. What was the figure? I think they threw this figure wow. at us just to scare us off. I think they threw it. It's like one to two million quid. Uh, this isn't out of the window yet because I think that was total bullshit. Um, I, I think yeah, we had the idea of you know what's the ballooning around the world record? How hard is it? What does it look like? It's I think a huge amount of luck <laughs> from what we've read. Pretty mental endeavour. Um, but we thought about maybe doing the Atlantic, but via balloon. And amazingly, what was it? You can do it in like a day and a half. I think the record, which means that you essentially have to travel at like 100 miles an hour for yeah. a day and a half in a balloon. You, you basically just pop up to the jet stream, the Gulf Stream even, and just absolutely get <laughs> bollocked to the other no, side. It, it, it is the jet stream. Yeah, what's the Gulf Stream? <laughs> the Gulf Stream is the one the seas. <laughs> A Gulfstream jet. <laughs> um, you could, we could pop up there and that. That would be much better. Uh, but, yeah. so, so maybe that is still on the table. I, I think it's on the table. If anyone knows anything about long-distance ballooning, again, please make an intro. Um, I think um, it's, it could be absolutely mental. It, from what it seems like, is you have to have an understanding of the wind, the weather, and all that stuff. But... Once you're up yeah, there, you can do very little other than adjust yeah. your height to determine where you actually go. And yeah. that seems and mental. Who's the bloke who holds the record foot? It's that mental Russian bloke, isn't it? Yeah, the same guy who has oh. done everything. What's his name? I don't know his name. But he's basically sponsored by Russia, which is yeah. incredible. Vladimir Pavlyuchenko. Yeah, that is uh, close to his name, I believe. Um, <laughs> I think it's just not far. Just Google old Russian crazy adventurer. Uh, this bloke is beyond legit. Oh, yeah. Just looks, looks like a crazy old bastard, doesn't he? But he's done everything twice. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a nutter. Um, so maybe we'll get in touch with him, have a bit of vodka, and uh, come up with our ballooning idea. The next one, I think, is a okay. good one. Okay, right, okay. I know you're not quite sold on one part not, of it I'm, yet. I'm not sold on it. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the right. main part of it. And you'll see why. Just carry on listening if you want to hear why. <laughs> it's to break the skydiving world record. So everyone will remember the Felix Baumgartner Red Bull Stratos like space dive. Yeah, that was huge, amazing, most viewed thing on YouTube. Incredible project. That was then, not many people know this, that was then beaten by a 50-year-old Google exec called Alan Eustace, who just strapped a balloon on his back and went and beat it, but didn't want any PR, but beat the record. If Alan, if Big Al can do it, there's got to be, we could be the highest pair to ever jump out, blah, blah, blah. I mean, hang on. Hang on. That could be a middle ground. <laughs> okay. Oh, These guys are all solo. Maybe we do the highest sandwich tandem. <laughs> I'm not doing a tandem there. because that does not look that does not look cool. <laughs> what if we do it like a like a No, that'll look weird. That'll be even worse. <laughs> ask ask the mouse. <laughs> Bit of ATM. Just like Whoa, yeah, I think he's that, happy. That's not, no, but, but let's find out what the record is for. No, not tandem, like duo pair, like both both yeah. going together. Yeah. 
Okay. That could, I think that would be, you know, it's going to get PR. We've never skydived before. I mean, I've done a tandem where I was just strapped to a big bloke in Cambridgeshire. Doesn't really count. Complete newbies. I think it's durable. I don't, skydiving is obviously, there's technique to it, but it can't be that fucking hard. You're just falling. Again, it's that simple way of thinking <laughs> that really gets us in trouble. <laughs> but then we were going to pair that. Yeah. We were there going to pair that, weren't we, with the deepest dive. Yeah. Now, I thought you meant submarine dive. You were talking about scuba dive. I was talking scuba. Which is equally as mental because... <laughs> I think I'd rather jump out of space than go down too far. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm the opposite. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest right now, everyone. I, I don't want to skydive. <laughs> Why? What I are you worried about? Let's, let's I, break this I, don't, I just don't... Like you said, there's no skill involved. You, all you do is you're falling. Everyone looks like, ooh, I've done a skydive on a gap year in New Zealand. It's like, ooh... <laughs> Sounds That's like cool. so bitter for not going on a gap year to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I am actually. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's something, it's something I'll absolutely explore. Uh, if, but I just want, we want everyone just, to know where I'm at right now. Was, if we it, hadn't lost all our business, I would have got you a card after your 30th. But unfortunately, that's now been replaced with a bottle of Jacob's Creek. That's um, <laughs> you need to do it. You, you'd love it. I don't know what you've got. You've, I don't know if you dropped from a plane as a child or something, but <laughs> you've got some weird, something weirdly embedded in your mind that is preventing you from having the best time of your life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what it is really, but yeah, that 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 was an idea. Was the, the dive to dive? Um, yeah. There may be some hurdles if you can think of any in terms of air pressure or stuff like that. Do let well, obviously know. that's a hurdle, but you get around it with a suit. What suit? We've got to wear a little dinner suit, have we? Jumping yeah. out. The jump suit. <laughs> you tux. basically wear an astronaut. You basically wear an astronaut suit when you do the jump. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> what are you, what are you expecting? We just do it in boardies. Yeah, let's do like the the highest noodle or something. No, because that's legit. If you've got to wear a right. suit, then that means you're pressurised and there's all sorts of shit that can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thought. <laughs> it, it, it's on to sit on for a little bit and just, <laughs> let's just explore how possible it is. Um, oh, land's end to John O'Groats it is. <laughs> who, who do we speak to? Who, who knows this sort of stuff? And don't say bloody Kissinger. <laughs> Joe Kissinger, the big man. Um, <laughs> and he is a good well. friend of mine. Yeah, good friend of mine. Um, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, Alan Eustace. Who's that? Him a bell. Is that the Google the guy broke it? The Google lad, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, we'll pin that one. The next one was uh, Big Wave Surf. Big Wave Surf. Yeah, Big Wave Surf. And this is, well, this was quite a strong idea until we went to uh, the wave. <laughs> the wave. <laughs> <laughs> and realised, I mean, that was that was pretty big, to be fair, pretty powerful over there. Um, <laughs> and we, <laughs> where did the idea come from initially? Do you think? Ah, oh, man, um, we basically had the idea that we still were thinking of is doing three adventures in a series: land, air, sea. 
And the sea one was around, you know, exploring people in the ocean and people who harness it. So big wave surfers and free divers. It's a really cool idea. But we even spoke to the big wave surfer, Andrew Cotton, about this, had a quick call with him. It's like, what is the, what's the potential of this actually happening? And he was like, have you ever surfed? It's like, no. It's like, <laughs> right. Um, and he basically said, you don't really need to be a good surfer. You just need to be able to get towed into a wave and then just hope to God <laughs> you don't fall off. Because <laughs> if you fall off, it's going to hurt. If you stay up, done. Um, but I think where this kind of then got derailed was, you know, it's one of those sports where firstly it never looks as big as it does in real life on camera unless you're surfing in Nazare and it's a hundred footer which is not on the cards because we yeah. would die um and like you know it's it it just leads up to this one 20 second moment that could just go wrong or i don't know it just it just didn't tick the box for us i'm not sure why um, and I think a lot of people, have, a lot of people have done it. A lot of people have done it. They've gone and got towed into a big wave. They're not necessarily surfers, and but I think there is more of an idea around, you know, the free divers and the big wave surfers and learning from them and stuff like that. But we haven't quite nailed that route yet. Yeah, so it's a challenging one. It's something that I'd love to do, but I don't know if it's um, the best way of doing it because. You can surf those places when the waves are relatively small. So it's not like the location that is the draw. And it's like a big wave, a big wave for us would be like 20 foot would be massive. But in terms of expectations of people, it's like yeah. way bigger than that. Um, and surfing is very hard, I think. Um, oh, really hard. And just, just knowing how to do it would probably take a long time but then like you said it only needs one thing with all the uh, <laughs> all the right factors in the right place but I, I don't know what the chances are of that happening um so i think it that is still on the on the back burner but would probably form a part of a a wider piece around the people and the sea in general um like a like a free diving sort of combo and a sailing thing maybe yeah around the mindset rather than necessarily the the action yeah um yeah and i think sailing was something that we were looking at wasn't it i think we we were looking at how we can get to remote places and what's that island called uh tristan de cuna isn't it in the yeah. south atlantic is the most remote in remote inhabited place on the planet yeah um it's in the middle of the South Atlantic, tiny little island. It's actually a British uh, outpost, isn't it? Um, like looking at cool ways of getting there and sailing. But again, it's like, what's the story? What's the what's the real hook there? Like just a sailing trip is just a bit of a luxury, isn't it? Rather yeah. than I think it's, 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 it's still a, it's still a skill that we have to learn, and it, this could be it'd be very interesting to do. Whether it be an interesting thing to share is probably another thing. And then what the outcome is, other than sailing somewhere, which just doesn't seem that much of a, of a large outcome. It's yeah. kind of, the process would be interesting for us. And we, I'm sure we'd learn a lot from it. But um, 
it, it feels like it lacks that wow factor or that like well, it, it, stream thing. It, it lacks the slide when we speak to a brand at a pitch of, of why are we doing it? Why should they be involved? And that's, that is essentially the most important thing is, you know, what is the hook here that the story is built around that will make brands want to be like, do you know what, this would be great for our audience. And <laughs> that is the most important thing when thinking about these ideas is how do we bring it back to, you know, what is the story? Um, it's not just about us doing cool shit. That is obviously a part of it, but there needs to be some rationale behind that cool shit in the first place. Um, yeah, and ultimately the reason a brand would find it interesting is because it, it would be interesting to everyone and they can like get get on board with that and go, actually, I think I think personally think that's fucking cool. So like the brand can align with that for that exact reason. What is next up? What else have we come to? We're looking at the pole to pole, north to south pole, which is a, an epic idea. Uh, it just would take a substantial amount of time. Yeah. You're looking at, you know, a year getting down from the north to south by your own kind of power or car or boat or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, the poles, I don't know, it just doesn't really do it for me, the poles. No, it would be good. It would be a good one to to have ticked off, I think, like mm. looking back. But I think the process would be pretty shite. I personally is- just, just like the name that I titled this, The Tempest Two Poles. And I thought that that was enough to really land... <laughs> And uh, and when you're 60 days into this thing and you're realising that you've done it because the Tempest Two Poles is truly not worth it, <laughs> like, we're doing this because these 90 people on. don't care anyway. <laughs> the gimmicky name has led us to the South Pole. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean that it's impressive. It really is like the South Pole, especially. But. Um, I mean, the content you're going to be getting from that is you might as well film it in front of a green screen. It's the same shit every day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I think it is a cool thing to do. Maybe a sail down to like Antarctica or something will be pretty mental and then getting onto the ice somehow. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's there's a, a, a huge amount of moving parts. Um, how are we doing for time, by the way? Because we're too cheap to buy the real Zoom. So we're, 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 we're pulling in quite tight, whatever that means. Um, pulling in quite <laughs> tight. <laughs> we're, we're running out of time is what that means. How, how much longer have we got? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell, but we've been on for about 35 minutes, I think. Right. Okay. Should we, should we wrap it there and then... Uh... I think, yeah, I think we can set the tone. There are obviously some good ideas or like or just the the sort of thinking that we're having um we are we would like people that are listening to send some ideas our way um just sort of things that you maybe have heard about or you think would be cool um what you would potentially want to see us do and i'll say this on tommy's behalf (laughs) don't send in shite yeah don't send shit in it's really annoying when People, hey guys, yeah, look at this link. Um, you should do John O'Groats to Land's End next year. It'd be awesome. It's like, mate, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, that's mate, mate, come on. <laughs> we can't, we can't build a campaign around doing John O'Groats to Land's End. Yeah. So, mate, like, 
you know, think outside the box. Don't think of organised races or Gumball or whatever. <laughs> think about the most stupid shit you can think about and then chuck that at us and so we'll see if we can do something with it. I'll just take Gumball off the list there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like t- tough mud has gone. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that... you, know, you, you know what we mean, guys. Yeah, like, you chuck know. some big ideas out there. You know, what, what is something that you thought you you might have always wanted to do, but you've never done it before, uh, and we could be the guinea pigs? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to do. Um, I'd love to do something in space. Okay, I've, I've got it. <laughs> it's fuming. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely that's absolutely fine. I love it. I think that's great to have ambition. It truly is. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just happy in the fact that there's no possible way it can happen yeah it's like so i've got the finance so, oh shit <laughs> oh god he's he's won the lottery and he's a space man <laughs> oh fuck. Um, no i like that i like that i think um whatever we do happy, yeah whatever we do we all we want to really align it with one purpose uh we've done stuff for different charity every time so far so we're at the same time as figuring out this um, adventure, figuring out what the that charitable route is for us that we can land on and actually commit to for a few years, which is quite cool. Um, and, and that's kind of where we are. Did we get any good questions before we... Uh, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we did get some. Nothing, nothing really hit got, home, did it? We got, we got quite a few telling us to follow so-and-so's account for free followers which was good of them good um it's one about sourcing money for an adventure which we kind of spoken about in the past Um, yeah that was i think that was episode 11 yeah so listen to that one's just said stop uh which i don't know if they want us to stop if that's the case you should stop listening um One was about Ant Middleton, uh, discuss, is he a helmet? The answer to that is yes, so we can move on <laughs> that one. Um, technical tips for climbing big walls in Yosemite. I would listen to the big wall one about that because there's loads and loads of detail on that. Highs of being a dog owner. Um, we'll do a separate episode on that next week. <laughs> for <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> um, but I think maybe we can touch on some of these other ones next time because they need a bit more discussion. But I yeah. think... The next episode, we want to be completely constructed by the input from you guys about ideas, what you've seen, what you've heard, what someone else has done. This would be cool, a place you went on a holiday, a mountain here, whatever it is. And we can then go through the process of trying to piece together an adventure. And who knows, you could come up with our next adventure and there will be 0% commission. So we'll just get that in writing. (laughs) You probably won't even get thanked. You won't even get a mention, you bastards. <laughs> but do do send in ideas. Now, of course, that's that's not the case. And if you do just want to see us suffer, um, which I feel like is why people say just run this distance for as long as possible. It's like you just want to watch us uh, be in pain, which is fair enough. Um, but not for this one. Not for this one. This is just big time, big stuff. Our next crucible to hang our metaphorical hat on. What is a crucible put on? <laughs> I wouldn't hang anything on it. <laughs> right, okay. That's good to know. <laughs> hang on. Hanging your hat on a crucible. Okay. 
And what is it? One. That is a new one. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um, okay. So we'll put it up on Instagram. Get all the input in, and then the next one, which we'll record uh, the next couple of days, um, and we'll release it again this week. So you'll have two in a week, and we'll go from there. So hopefully, this has been, although remote, still uh, entertaining, and hopefully a bit of a break from this boring, boring existence that we're currently living in. Um, yeah. But I hope everyone is staying safe. Fantastic, guys. Right on that one. Um, we will speak to you very soon. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.